Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. My name is Jack Noakes. I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Brian Hines. Good afternoon, folks. And I would usually say that we have a very special guest today, but that doesn't quite cover it. We have a very amazing guest today. Amazing Maria, how are you? I am fantastic, fellas. How are y'all doing? We're doing well, thank you. Outstanding. We're going to get about 14 different accents from me, probably, that's, so I'll just go and get them in there. That's fine. That's good. Uh, let's, uh, let's get this whiskey going here. Oh, oh yeah, Max Mo get in here, too. That's right. All right. Couch guy is sitting on the corner. All right. Is the more whiskey the different accents, or...? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that one better than the first one. Really? All right. Yeah, yeah that one's really we'll, nice. We'll Pretty figure smooth. out what you, you know, we'll figure out the best one for you before you leave. Emma's got a little kick. It's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you are the first person that we've had on this podcast that works backstage at OVW. Ooh. What is the backstage environment like on any given Thursday night? Insanity. Mm-hmm. It's the best word I can describe it. Insanity. Things are... Between worrying about if something's going to go right or something's going to go wrong, everything is just nuts. What uh, what specifically like is your job description behind the scenes at OVW? Okay, I am the booker for the female talent. Okay, and then agent and producer. So what I do is <clears throat> agent matches, uh, produce individual segments. A lot of the times I work with, um, I produce the female segments, of course, and then also I have a hand in the Rush Division guys because for whatever reason, I have a really good mind for stuff that I don't even know how to do. So it's, it's real weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. What's a, what would, like, for a non-wrestling fan, what does an agent do? Um, an agent helps the talent um, put their matches together or their segments, uh, come up with their storyline, help them uh, go through you know, from A to Z, how they're going to, uh, I guess, plan get, everything out. Get where we're going. Yeah, get where we're going. Product. Yeah. Um, how long have you been uh, aging, booking the women's division at OVW? Ooh, I stepped into the agent booking role during the pandemic. Okay. So, um, 2020, I started backstage in 2020. Yeah. So in the time that you've been associated with booking the women's division in OVW, uh, they've been kind of the most compelling segments a lot of weeks. No, that's true. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you know, you've still got major companies that don't know what to do with their women's division, and it seems like in OVW, the women have something to do every week. It's very meaningful. They're main eventing uh, Thursday nights. They're main eventing pay-per-views. What is that uh, like? What is that like to be a woman in wrestling and having that amount of freedom? And, and you know, you would expect it more out of the big guys. And here you guys are, Ohio Valley Wrestling, out of Louisville, Kentucky, and you're doing it better than anybody's doing it. Honestly, it's an incredible feeling because um, back when I was wrestling all the time and whatnot, it was more tits and ass. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They mm-hmm. were having the bra and panties matches and this and that and the other, and that's just not me, man. That's not what I want to see on our program. That's not what I want to put out for our public. Like, women are athletic too. Yeah. And um, I like to bring in athletic women or just, you know, women in general that are new and young in the business and give them a place to learn and come into their own. So, um, yeah, I just, I really like it. The women's division has come so far in the last 20 years from, like you said, bra and panty matches back in the, the attitude era. Uh, versus the more detailed storytelling that there is now. Um, where would you like to see this go? I mean, based on what you've got going on now, and do you have, like, 
total free reign to get to where you think that you could take it? Um, no, I don't have total free reign. Like, I I can't discredit Al at all because Al has final say in everything. Sure. Um, at the end of the day, it's his product and it's his vision. And we all kind of come together and discuss <clears throat> where we want our women to go or, and our men too. Mm-hmm. But um, if any kind of, anytime I have an idea or whatever, I throw it at Al and then, you know, if it's a good idea, he runs with it. If it's not, he's like, well, let's, you know, kind of turn it this way and sure. turn it that way. And then we make it into an idea that works. Um, what I would like to see, like, I love the fact that we have storylines that go, and like you said, our women do get to main event and have the big stage to put over what they can actually do. And they do that on a grander stage too. But I feel like the storylines are not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's more um, yeah. an athletic competition instead of, hey, let's let's see if people can care and invest and, and get emotionally involved in what we're doing. So we get to do that, and that's what makes me happy. Do you think that that's a philosophy that you and Al share, and that's why you guys can work so well together? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they say, oh, you guys are old school. Well, yeah, old school worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Storylines worked. I don't know if people watched our um, documentary, they saw like this story build between my daughter and I. And Al told me, he was like, listen, if, uh, if we do this right, we're going to get people to cry. And if you watch, like you can watch back and see, like <laughs> people were actually crying yeah. at the end of, of that yeah. main event. So. You know, it works. Yeah, absolutely. You'd mentioned that things were a lot different when you started wrestling, um, especially f- being a female performer, a woman performer. What year did you start wrestling? Who? Uh, I've been in the wrestling business since 2008, okay. but I did not start training in wrestling until a few years later. Um, I did ring crew, ring setup, photography, all this good stuff, and I was just showing up, you know, um, at shows here and there because I had small kids and I didn't want to drag them around if they didn't want to go, make them do anything they didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually started training in 2011 for in-ring and had my first match in 2011 against Jessie Bell, who turned out to be my sister, and I love her. If it wasn't for her, I'm not going to lie, I probably would have quit wrestling. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What... Um in the wrestlers documentary, we see some clips of like your early days in wrestling. Um, I know you spent a time in IWA. Oh, my heart. Um, <laughs> and then as wrestlers goes on, it kind of culminates. We mentioned the match between you and your daughter Haley. Um, it culminates in kind of an IWA style match. Yes. <laughs> was that important to you to bring something that was a little different out of OVW and bring kind of your own history of, of your own wrestling experience into a match being that it was such a big story angle for you and your family and I mean for the whole company at the time it dominated the company at the time. So that that storyline was important to me for several reasons. Um, <clears throat> one I don't know if you guys are familiar but Kentucky is a commissioned state mm-hmm. so um, they Kentucky is very off-putting when it comes to those those style of matches and those kinds of matches. And they're like, oh, no, no blood, no this, no that. you know. And they used to have it in the rules, like you can't do any of that. Yeah. And there's been a commission shift, and now we have new rules and new regulations. And as long as both parties are involved, the promoter is uh, involved, then you, know, you get blood work turned in. Like, you can do that now. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's... Um, went like it's taken a very positive step 
So if you want to do these types of things, you do them in a storyline. Like it's not just going out and like having a death match for the sake of having yeah. a death match. Yeah. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? That's what separates. I think death match kind of gets such a bad term and it is that death match for the sake of death match versus you guys are invested in the storyline and this is how we need to conclude this thing. Yeah, and people used to think that like IWA was just deathmatch for the sake of deathmatch, and right. it really wasn't. Like, like they had the tournaments, you know, the mm-hmm. Prince of Death, the King of Death, the Queen of Death, and like, you know, there were reasons, and we told stories in those matches. I had a match against um, Eric Ryan in one of the tournaments that I was in, and I thought it was the worst match that I could have had because I had a torn ACL, so I was wrestling in a deathmatch tournament with a torn ACL. Eric had to have, um, it was his last match before he had surgery on his hands. He was losing feeling in his hands and things. Oh, no. And I was just like, man, we were both beat up. We were both broken. Like, this was the worst match ever. And I was talking about it. And finally, Maximo was like, let me just watch it. Like, have you watched it back? I was like, no, I haven't watched it back. It was awful. Why would I watch it back? (laughs) And uh, so we, we sat at the house one night, and we actually watched it back. And you can watch that match and see the story unfold from beginning to end. And after that match was over, I was just like, oh, my God, that was so good. I can't believe I thought this was such a bad match. But, um, yeah, like, you know, that's, sorry, sidebar. No, but, no, no, <laughs> no, not at all. That's what we, that's what we like. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, but now, um, as far as those types of things, like I said, this was very important to me for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, a, I got to do it with my daughter. Uh, she always said she wanted to do one match like that. We didn't get to do it exactly how we wanted it because I was like, no, you don't need all that stuff. We didn't want anything but a pane of glass for the finish. Come on out. We were really <laughs> pulling for the pane of yeah, glass. Was, we saw the pane of glass in the documentary. There wasn't, that was like the only hard no. Yeah, it was, okay. it was a hard no. Like, no. No. Um, and he said light tubes and was a no. I'm like, I don't want light tubes. Like, I literally want thumbtacks, maybe a chair, and a pane of glass for the finish. He's like, well, I'll give you a table. I was like, all right, whatever. We'll make, I mean, it, work. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. And you guys, I mean, you guys did. Yeah, you yeah. certainly did. Um, but like I said, with my daughter, she wanted to do one. And she wanted to do it with me because she trusted me. She knew I wouldn't hurt her. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, like when I, the very first time I did a death match, the only reason I did it was because it was just a bucket list thing. I was like, let me just see how tough I really am. I'm not really the baddest bitch. Or am I going to go out here and somebody's going to kill me? <laughs> So after I did the first one, I was just like, ooh, I like this. So sure, you know, yeah. that, that just kind of pushed me over the edge. But We uh, had mentioned off mic, I don't want to get it wrong, so if you could, if you could nail it for me, um, the first thing that we see of you in Wrestlers, <laughs> just because it is such a great quote, I don't want to get it wrong, if you could. Uh, so like in episode one, like Wrestlers starts out, and you can hear me talking, you can hear my daughter talking, da-da-da-da-da. You know, you hear other people talking. The very first scene where you see my face is me literally saying, hey, yeah, hold your pussy lips in. I was talking about tights for girls, but I'm like, well, yeah, that's the story of my life right there. I was going <laughs> to ask, when you saw that, were you just, were you like, oh, they didn't have to use that one, or were you just like, yeah, that's it? I was like, yep, that's me right there. Well, this is going to go great, you know. What, uh, what, so I know, and you can tell even in the documentary that there's, um, there's some tension when stuff, new interest, new money moves into OVW. When you start kind of getting floated around with the prospect of Netflix is coming, 
is that does it even seem like anything you think is a possibility is it just like an empty promise okay i'm gonna be real with you in the wrestling world we as professional wrestlers get things thrown at us all the time oh this is gonna happen for you guys this is gonna happen for you guys this is a great thing you're gonna get a a documentary you're gonna get uh we're gonna do a movie and you guys are gonna be in it we're gonna do you know whatever oh uh, we're going to have so-and-so come in and, and look at you guys, and you might get signed by this company, or you might get signed by this company. It's all bullshit. Like, all of it. You know what I mean? Like, as wrestlers, we get the rug pulled out from under us, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. So um, when someone from the outside comes in and starts talking about, oh, well, we're going to do this, or we're going to do that, we're bringing Netflix, we don't believe that. Like, Nobody in the wrestling business believes any of that shit until it actually happens. And even if they do come and they record and they do this and they do that, we're still not going to believe it until it's released. Because you know how many times shit's been recorded and then just cut on the cutting room floor? Probably more than you can count. Especially in the day of streaming, you know, there's not a lot of uh, sometimes reason for these streaming companies to put stuff out because they're making revenue other ways. It's just... You know, it's not media is not like it was 20 years ago. And that is, especially in the streaming day. Yeah, they could have just thrown it away. You're 100% right. Yeah. 100% so, right. you know, as a wrestler, we're like, oh, yeah, you're going to do that? Cool. We'll believe it when it happens. So was, the, was it the trailer or did the trailer not even cement it? Were you like, when it hits on and I hear the boom, boom, that's when I will believe it. We as a whole were, once it because, like, we were told it was going to be released on this day, and then, like, oh, that didn't happen. It it's going to be released on this day. I'm <coughs> sorry. Um, we as a whole were like, we don't, we don't believe it until, like, ta-da. Yeah. There it is. Now we're like, okay. Um, in the uh, kind of, like, the aftermath of this <coughs> being released, it seems like OVW has a whole, like, new breath of energy. Oh, absolutely. Um, we knew that this was going to get a lot of eyes on the company, which is – in all honesty, what we needed. Um, our storylines are great. It's really sad. Like, we have, I don't know how many, what the population of Louisville is, but literally, like, 10% of them know we even exist. Like Right. That every, was astonishing. Yeah, and, like, since the documentary dropped, like, we've had people, I've lived in Louisville my whole life and didn't know this was here. We see it on Netflix, and now everybody's like, oh, my God, this is in Louisville. We got to buy tickets. We want to go see this. We want to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's been a good a bad thing. thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Not at all. Has it changed anything in the way that you guys um, present your stories at all? Like- no, absolutely not. Um, Al is, he is uh, the way he is, and I support him 110%. And, like, you know, his storylines are his storylines, and we don't, we don't need to change it. Like, they work. Our storylines work, so. Tried and true, stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, there's something I kind of want to circle back to as far as your responsibilities inside of booking the women's division. Do you think that that there could be a secondary belt in the women's division or a tag team belt in the women's division? Um, so I, I've mentioned a tag division with Al before. Um, it's the time of year right now that we do our men's tag tournament, which is the Nightmare Cup. It's going on right now. That's right. Um, I, I kind of questioned him about trying to do a women's Nightmare Cup, but uh, – I just I just got him to agree two years ago to do in a women's rumble, the Nightmare Rumble that we have oh, in January. Okay. So used to, you know, we did the women's rumble or the men's rumble every year in January. It's the first show back from our, you know, two-week break. And then a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I know 
it's going to be hard to be like 30 women for the Rumble, but let me do a 20-woman Rumble. Mm -hmm. And it was a big success. So last year he let me do it again. He's already told me, you know, to go ahead and start uh, filling out women for for this year's – or this coming year's Rumble. And so I kind of threw the ball out there for for the Nightmare Cup. I was like, we should do a Women's Nightmare Cup. That's a great idea. So just started talking to him about it recently. So maybe next year. Awesome. We'll have a we'll have a women's nightmare come. I'm hoping. That's, I'm that's hoping. something that we've kind of talked about on our weekly podcast a lot. Is it just first off, you guys do such a great job of telling stories without belts, but there is something that a lot of wrestling fans, especially like where you guys have a new audience, it's so easy to see the belt and say, "Oh, these people are important. I need to pay attention to Absolutely. these people." Um, I'm a, I love your guys' storytelling because most of the time the belt is it's there, but it's not the what I'm focusing on. Um, but I just think, especially with new people and the amount of talent that you guys have, it'd be awesome to have a secondary attack belt. I really hope that I really hope that you guys get there. It would. And here's the thing: like a lot of people don't understand. They're like, "You guys don't have enough women on your shows." Well, honestly, we have a two-hour show. Like we have two hours, and we have fifty to seventy-five wrestlers. You know what I mean? That's men, men, male and female wrestlers. So we have like, there's not a lot of time. And everybody's like, well, you don't put the women over enough or you don't put the rush division over enough or the tag division is is being uh, left by the wayside. And it's not that we mean to do anything like that. It's just we only have two hours. And if you go into a storyline, say, with a tag tag team, then that's eight guys that are in a storyline for however long the storyline goes. Same thing for, like, we have a national heavyweight title. We have a heavyweight title. We have a rush division title. We have a Kentucky country boy brewing title we have the tag titles we have a women's title so that's six titles that we have right there that are biting for two hours Mm -hmm. you know and so if you have 120 minutes and then you have to cut out what um one two three four five commercial breaks right an hour so that's 10 commercial breaks an hour that's 20 minutes so you're down to 100 minutes of time that everyone is trying to get, and then you have six titles to t- try to throw into that 100 minutes. So it's just it's, really puts it in perspective. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for breaking that down. That's something that I was excited to have, not only with all of your in-ring experience, but now that you work backstage, it's kind of some insight that I was hoping to get. <laughs> I appreciate that. You said 50 to 75 total on the roster right now? Oh, my gosh. For two hours? That really, I mean, that's truly an embarrassment of riches. Yes. Because there's not really anybody I could think of that's like, oh, well, you know, everybody's great except for this person or this team or something. Everybody, I mean, I love seeing everybody every week. And for I, what it's worth, you guys are a lot more balanced than some of your national competitors in terms very of, true. In terms of getting the most amount of people on TV, telling, story, telling equal stories, telling stories amongst a lot of different people in your division. You guys have more than one women's match a night. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, well, and for now, what it's worth, you guys do a great job. And people also don't know that, yes, we start TV at 7 p.m., but we also do dark matches. So we have three mm-hmm. dark matches. Oh, yeah. Before actual live TV happens. And I've got people right now, I've got ladies actually right now, wanting to do a storyline on dark just so they can have a storyline. 
Oh, I so, like it. Yeah, so little yeah, spoiler. We've, yeah, we've been yeah. there a couple times. Maybe, we've seen the dark matches. Yeah, so I, little, I enjoy those just as well. Little as the spoiler: other ones. we've got some ladies that maybe over the next couple of months be doing an actual storyline-ish style angle on dark. dark. So yeah. Yeah, so if you are lucky enough to attend live shows at OVW Arena, there's an excuse for you to go earlier. You'll see more of uh, Miss Maria's amazing booking and the talent on the OVW card. Absolutely. Uh, in conclusion, here, amazing Maria, thank you so much. This is like you've been you've been so awesome. Um, yes, thank you. You've been so kind. I wish I I want. There's so many more things that I wish that we could ask, but you've been. I think that. You took us in directions I didn't know we were going to go, and, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, I'm really satisfied with that. Can you just plug your socials real quick for oh, us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, most, most everything is under Amazing Maria, um, at Amazing Maria, my Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I have an Amazing Maria fan page on Facebook. Um, we have, we as a whole, OVW, have a merchandise shop. It's shopovw.com, so you can get all of your favorite OVW superstars merch there. Um, See, do I have anything else? Oh, be sure to watch us live on Fight. We're live yes. every Thursday night. Oh, that's right. Um, TV goes live now at 7.30. The TV station wanted to, but we, we still uh, go live on Fight at 7. So 7 okay. p.m. on Fight, you can catch us live. Doesn't cost you anything, just a subscription. Um, the only thing you have to pay for on Fight is our pay-per-views. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you watch our storylines throughout the week and you want to see the culmination when we have a pay-per-view, buy that pay-per-view. It's pretty cheap. Like, it's, you know, 10 or 15 bucks, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Fight's so easy to use, guys. That's what oh we gosh. use to recap every week. Every week. Um, we so scroll through while we're doing our weekly show just so we can watch. And But, yeah, and it, uh, seriously, if you guys haven't used Fight, watch, use Fight. It's awesome. And we do have a pay-per-view this, this Saturday. So if You anybody, certainly do. Yeah, if anybody wants to, you know, check us out for the first time, click that fight. I'm pretty sure it's sold out. So That's you okay. Know. We have tickets. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys have tickets. Yeah, we have tickets already. <laughs> but for all the fantastic <laughs> listeners, um, if you would like to check out a pay-per-view and see some culminations of storylines and what we got going on, um, Fight TV. It doesn't cost you anything to make an account. And then just buy the pay-per-view. It's like I said, 10 or 15 bucks. And you can catch up, too. It's not just a one-time viewing thing. You can go back a month and watch a whole month's worth of angles to the lead-up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is there from the time we got on fight. 1,261 episodes. Oh, there you go. go. (laughs) Maria, thank you so much for coming to the OVW podcast this afternoon. It's been a real pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it.